0: Chart Chat is a member of the teach.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Tege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It is Monday, July 8th, 2019. I'm Caitlin Flay.
1: And I'm Tanner Green.
0: And you are listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. What a week it has been, Tanner. Well, a couple weeks for me, actually. I just got back into the country.
1: And what did you find?
0: Let me just talk about the good things about my life for a second, Tanner. No, that's a good point.
1: Good point. (laughs)
0: My trip was great. Um, I listened to a lot of music, got to see a lot of sights. There were more hills in Portugal than I imagined, but I brought my walk-in shoes, so amazing. However, as Tanner just alluded to, when I got back, numerous things were broken in my life, such as my Wi-Fi router. I actually was so livid, like, irrationally livid about it because you just go to the store and buy a new one. But to top things off... A little punk in Best Buy in Woodbridge, yes, I hope you're listening, gave me a Wi-Fi extender? Ridiculous! They don't even work! Why waste your time? Instead of a router. So then I had to go back. And to make matters even better, my car's air conditioning is broken. Do you know, dear listeners, how hot it is in Virginia this time of year? And how humid it is this time of year? Welcome to the show this week.
1: <laughs> Positivity.
0: <laughs> I'm trying so hard. No, but on the plus side, I have a new apartment for next year. I have a new job. I'm super excited about everything. Um Tanner, you have some exciting traveling things coming up, don't you?
1: I do. So, this will be our baton pass, our joint episode and then uh for the week after, I will be gone. I'll be at a family reunion in Utah for a week. It'll be good. Nice to get away. And otherwise, things are going pretty well here. Kind of business as usual. We also have an exciting surprise planned for later this month. Maybe Caitlin will say more on the next episode. But for now, we'll just say that we'll have a very special guest. And it'll be exciting.
0: So exciting. Definitely more exciting than these UK entries, which were actually pretty decent this week. I was surprised at how many I enjoyed. We're going to start things off at the very bottom, number 98. We have NF with When I Grow Up la 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 debuts at number 95 and it's by two rappers one of them is y2k and the other is spelled b b n o dollar sign i feel old because i don't know how to say that and i also didn't look it up because i didn't have wi-fi okay number 66 we have k trap with big mood at number 57, we had a collab between Dave and AJ Tracy, and that's Tiago Silva. Leave Dat Trap by Unknown T, and again, AJ Tracy, debuted at number 53. At 45, we have Ellie Goulding and Juice World with the song Hate Me. Not Today, that's by The Plug, featuring Dappy and Tori Lanez, debuted at 43. At number 36, we had Kaigo featuring Whitney Houston, a little bit weird to see that name, with Higher Love. Don't Check on Me, that's a collab between Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, and Inc. debuted in the top 30 at number 29. And Ed Sheeran, featuring Khalid, did not claim the number one spot like I thought it would. Debuted instead at number three. It was Beautiful People. Tanner, that's all I got on my side.
1: So we're going to start right at number 100 with one of the weirder collaboration lineups I've seen in a while. That's Martin Garrix featuring Macklemore and Patrick Stump, the singer from Fall Out Boy. And that song's called Summer Days. At number 98, we've got Megan The Stallion featuring DaBaby with the song Cash S. Out the Mud by Lil Baby featuring Future debuts at number 72. Caitlyn's Favorite, that collaboration between Marshmello and Kane Brown called One Thing Right debuts at number 57.
0: No, I called that. I called that.
1: <laughs> and you loved it, I'm sure.
0: Absolutely.
1: And another song I know you definitely loved. At number 22, it's Lil Nas X and Cardi B with Rodeo. At number 20, Nicki Minaj is back with her first new music since Queen, and that song is called, in all caps, MEGATRON. At number 16, Lil Nas X, once again, this time by himself, with his song Panini. And then at number two, we've got Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello with Senorita. Take it away, Caitlin.
0: Okay, so I don't do this too often on this podcast, but I'm going to actually stay stateside with this first pick. And we are going to talk about NF. That's American rapper Nathan John Firestein, And he's been kind of flying under my radar, if not the capital T radar, for a couple years now. Um, or at least maybe until his song Let You Down reached number one on the Hot Christian Songs chart. Number six on the UK official charts. And number 12 on the US Billboard Hot 100. And that was, uh, as of then, NF's debut entry on the chart. So since you all probably have forgotten about this song like I had before this week, let's play a short clip. So that's probably all I have to play for you to recognize the song, but I think that's really rude of me to slow the roll. So let's give NF his time in the spotlight.
2: I a disappointment. Doing everything I can, I don't want to make you dis- an issue for you but I guess the more you thought about everything you were never even wrong in the first place right yeah I'm gonna just ignore you walking towards you with my head down looking at the ground I'm embarrassed for you paranoia what did I do wrong this time that's parents for you very loyal should I have my back would you put
1: a knife in my hands before what else should I carry for you I care Caitlin, why does it sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks are guesting on that song? (laughs) It's so, it was just so frustrating because I like the rest of the song. Just that vocal just ruins it for me.
0: It's a little bit rough. It is very catchy. And it's like for 30 whole seconds. That vocal, like in the very beginning of the song, it's wild. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. And I know what all of our listeners are thinking about right now. Let's go back to the Christian charts thing for one second. So I'm not sure if any of you are aware of this, but NF signed to Capital Christian Music Group a couple years ago, which became a wee part of Universal's mega hold on the music industry in 2013. So it's basically just a little branch of Universal at this point. NF is label mates with Amy Grant, Chris Tomlin, and praise and worship group Hillsong United, And just so we kind of set the record straight here, NF has said he is not a Christian rapper, but rather a Christian who raps. Take that as you will. (laughs) But guys, Christian rap, are you kidding me? A lot of people I texted and Snapchatted about this, including my own mother, kind of think that Christian rap is an oxymoron. And that's probably because, to use a very subtle Miley Cyrus reference, The genre is kind of widely associated with unholy things, like lyrics that involve cursing, details about unholy lifestyles, dare I say derogatory comments about women. You get the idea. So when you take the skeleton of a rap song and then insert righteous Jesus-themed lyrics, I kind of get why people scratch their heads a little bit or are a little bit hesitant. And since NF's lyrics aren't quite as God Squad as... I just gave that description to be. I would like to give you a more solid example. This song is called Hold Me Back by Floridian Christian rapper KB. You can see kind of the parallel NF KB. I don't know if that's a Christian rap thing. Again, I didn't have Wi Fi. I would have loved to dig deeper. But special shout out to a friend of the podcast, Pablo, for the suggestion. Again, this is Hold Me Back KB. Cause that brother only
2: They gon' have to gum it down. Put, I'll dump it down. I be giving all I car. Really living on sentimental, put it in the middle of a instrumental. Every child and title from a brother, pistol riddle with the scribbles of the father's riddles, Let me get
0: a griddle. I like Jesus over Florida trap. <laughs> yes. Okay. That, as you can probably tell, was not that bad as a song goes. And I'm just gonna wrap up my general thoughts here. Christian rap is a whole new playing field for me. Tanner, had you ever dabbled in this genre before, or maybe this sub genre?
1: Only a little bit. So the name that came to mind uh Lecrae is a pretty big name oh. in this field, and last year there was he Did now who's, you know, this big A list Atlanta trap producer. But I don't know a ton, admittedly. Lecrae is kind of one of the big ones.
0: Yeah, I would love to take a deeper look at the Christian charts and see percentage-wise like what the breakdown in genre is, if it's like praise and worship music, like Christian rock, like Christian rock is a thing that has its own radio stations, right? Christian rap, I don't think does or will.
1: Not yet, at least. But I mean, if you think back, like I remember, what is it, Striper or whatever, the Christian metal band. That was doing like hair metal in the 80s and at first it was this big controversial thing and then, you know, enough time passes and then it becomes a little less scandalous. And so maybe something similar will happen over the years.
0: No, that would be cool. I'm definitely going to like raise my kids on Christian rap. Here you go. Have some wholesome rap before you get into the hard stuff, little guys. (laughs) But anyway. I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about this sub 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 genre of arguably the most popular musical genre of the 21st century, but with everything, like this whole discussion in our minds and our ears now, I want to listen to the lowest debut on the UK official charts last week, that's NF's song, When I Grow Up. When I grow up,
2: I just want to pay my bills. about the way I feel. Oh yeah, I just want to make a couple mil. Leave it to the fam and the will. Oh, yeah. I just wanna sign a reggae deal. Maybe buy a house up in the hills. Oh, yeah. Might not be the best in my field, but I guarantee that I'ma die real when I grow up. Yeah. Hey. When I grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! I'm going to make them notice me, rhyming like it's poetry, everything I oversee, I just like to overthink, mocking me, you pay the fee, no returning, no overseas. those of you that don't believe, quiet, you don't know a thing, quiet when I'm trying to sing, quiet when I'm making beats, quiet when I'm trying to think, sorry, I don't mean to scream, I just feel like no one really gets me in the sad to see, cause someday I'm going to grow up and show all of you was meant to be. yeah, anybody want to hear me rap? No, come on, let me play a couple tracks, no, come on, I can spit it really fast, no, you think I should throw this in the trash? No, Trick ya, haters go away before I hit ya, I am not a beggar. Or a kiss up, you don't understand. Well, I forgive you. I am not a quitter, you ain't really think that, did you? Maybe someday I could even be upon the radio, have a tour of bus, and maybe even play a couple shows.
0: Everybody in the crowd singing every word of wrong, telling me that I am not the only one that feels alone. Huh? Tanner, are you thinking what I'm thinking?
1: Eminem,
0: yes, and perhaps your other fave,
1: your fave,
0: <clears throat> no, logic. <laughs> Yes! Love Child! That is NF of Eminem and Logic. He cites Eminem as one of his biggest influences, which I definitely hear in his rapping. I love, love, love the fact that his lyrics point to the fact that he's not super confident in his musical ability, which is probably a smart thing to do to kind of stay out of the way of Eminem beefs. I also hear a lot of logic in this, obviously, but I never want to spend time talking about logic willingly. The instrumentation here. Sorry, Tanner's losing it. (laughs) Uh, The instrumentation here is pretty interesting, I think. it's kind of reminds me of grime a little bit, especially when strings are involved. It's very punchy. So with that there's a sweeping effect with the echo on the vocals and then just the strings overall kind of open up the space of this song a little bit. But you always have that music box sample that not only adds to the title of the song when I grow up, like it's a very childish sound to hear in a song, but it keeps, I think, the instrumental very close and kind of creepy, I would say. We definitely need Steph's analysis of this song. If you guys recall, she was a guest on our podcast a couple of months ago, and she just wrote her PhD on music boxes. Super cool. Tanner, what say you?
1: I, every single time I see an NF song, I'm like, maybe this is the one that's going to finally win me over. But there's still something that isn't really clicking for me. You know, when we talked about Let You Down, I was kind of crotchety about that vocal sample. To say the least. But I don't know. There's just something that is not doing this for me. And I think the closest I can probably come to guessing is the accompaniment. Because again, as with pretty much any NF song I've heard, I enjoy his rapping. I think it works pretty well. The accompaniment here, uh, the strings, I'm less into than you are. I think the hi hat is really flimsy. I think there is a mismatch in terms of the tone that the instrumentation is setting. This very dramatic, larger than life, almost flair. There's a gravitas, and I don't feel like NF really matches that same sort of build in his delivery. There's that one moment where he kind of yells and then cuts it back. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell, and he even references that. And I was like at the edge of my seat, kind of wishing that he kept that at the very end yeah. of the song. That would have made a really good sort of peak or when he has the line about uh, trying to show people that he can rap and they're saying no, and he has a line about, but I can rap really fast. I thought that the next thing was going to be for him to do a verse, like a double time verse. Mm. And that would have been a really good way to kind of peak as well. But as the song is, it's just not, there's not enough of an arc to his rapping, which bums me out because again, I think he's talented. I just, it's not quite there.
0: Yeah, and I think a couple of the reasons you gave it is almost like why I enjoy this song in particular. I can't really speak to all of NF's songs, but maybe we'll just talk about his rapping style. And it's almost like the Three Little Bears for me. Logic is way too annoying, and then Eminem is way too aggressive, and then you have the middle bear that's like a mix of both of the things.
1: I like that. I like that comparison, actually.
0: Thank you. (laughs) And... I was happy to hear it, and I could follow along, bop along. It wasn't so fast. It wasn't too too aggressive, where you, you kind of lost the lyrics, and I really enjoyed that. And I hope that everybody kind of recognizes the fact that there is not one cuss word in that entire song. So it's just, it's, I think it's a solid track, and I was surprised to see it on the UK charts, honestly, and I don't have a reason yet. Like it did not debut on the Billboard Hot 100.
1: And one last brief note, it, it reminds me uh, a track of his from earlier this year that I think might do this a little bit better. And I think you liked it as well. The Search. Oh, yeah, 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 That was another one that debuted on the UK. looks like it debuted at number 88. It seems like NF consistently has a bigger chart presence in the UK than the US for reasons that I have even less of an idea than you. But that's another track. If listeners were into into this one, they might also like The Search.
0: While we transition to the next song let's play a clip of the search I think that's a good idea
2: Came in, you ain't see that my it like i don't want it. My face, my OCD trying to push my buttons I not touch it now you done it I can be critical never if you give a syllable I'm a criminal never political pretty miserable. even if you hate it I'll make you feel like you're in it though you call me what you want that that
0: song just goes all out like adds the creepy choir vocals everything I think he dialed it back in when I grow up like always go ham NF always go ham that was so good okay well, let's talk about something a little bit different. We're going to transition to talk about Hate Me. Ellie Goulding featuring Juice World. This probably would be my pick of the week if we still did that segment. It's just, it stuck out to me and it has stuck with me. Let's chat about it. I'm not going to do too much in terms of artist bios here because I think Ellie Goulding doesn't need an intro and Juice World certainly doesn't need an intro. But I do want to focus A little bit more on the 32-year-old English singer Elena Jane Goulding. And I just kind of want to do the same thing that we did a couple weeks ago with Mabel. I want to spend some time talking about the sounds of her career and how it developed a little bit. So we will start at the very beginning. Ellie Goulding started out pretty strong in the early 2010s with, I guess, some ethereal indie pop? So you all can probably guess what it is. Get ready for a throwback. This is her song, Lights. The Lights, that one peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and 49 on the UK official singles chart, which in my experience usually isn't the trend we see for female English singers. Usually the Jessie J's and the Paloma Face, etc., etc., do better on the UK charts, but that's kind of besides the point. So we're going to fast forward a little bit, skip ahead to 2015. So Golding has only released a couple of singles since her album delirium came out in 2015 then of course she had her huge delirium world tour in 2016 so she has been a bit busy i imagine if i did a world tour i would be a little bit tired and would want to take some time to myself but i do want to play another clip here so this one is more of a pop ballad that appeared on the 50 shades of gray soundtrack in 2015 and also earned golding a nomination for best pop solo performance at the 2016 grammy awards so again this one is love me like you do,
3: touch, touch, touch me like you do. what do you
0: okay, but very boring song, definitely doesn't showcase Golding's voice well, horrible drums, horrible drums. I almost wonder too, at this point in her career, if she needed, or maybe her career needed, recovery time for being included on a Fifty Shades soundtrack. (laughs) Like, I don't know, she needed to create some distance from that so people forgot, and then she could kind of, I don't know, go forward. Well, chat chat never forgets, I'm so sorry, Ellie. (laughs) So that kind of brings us up to present day. Golding hasn't released a studio album in four years since Delirium, but she is preparing to. So we've seen a string. I think this is the fourth single from the pending album. And this one is called Hate Me.
3: Trying to replace me Chase me, chase me Tell me how you hate me Erase me, race me Wish you never dated me Lies, tell me lies, baby Tell me how you hate me I bet you don't kiss her with your eyes closed I bet you're still walking on a tightrope Miss me so much, you've been going psycho You ain't gotta say it, baby, I know It's a thin line between all this love and hate Still and tell me how you hate me hate me still trying to replace me chase me chase me tell me how you hate me erase me race me wish you never dated me lies tell me lies baby tell me how you hate me hate me hate me still trying to replace me chase me chase me tell me how you hate me erase me race me wish you never dated me lies tell me lies baby tell me
2: how you Tell me how you hate me. Tell me how I'm trash and you can easily replace me. Tell me that I'm strung out, wasted on a daily. Probably cause there's no one around me, not me, not my pain. Probably cause there's no umbrella to shoot me from all the rain. Probably because you're the one playing the mic.
0: Y'all, this is so good. Caitlyn is a fan. Okay, I'm just gonna try and blow through these things because I feel like I've just been gushing. One great thing I think, in terms of development for Ellie Goulding is chopping up that melody, like giving us a little bit of staccato is so good for her voice. Instead of kind of, she's not a ballad singer. In other words, to put it a negative way, she's not a ballad singer. The melody here too is like this childhood rhyme song. It almost reminds me of the ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Uh, To put it another way, it's almost like mocking, like na 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 something like that. Um, which I still do. So in terms of lyrical growth too, I think this is the most aggressive we have seen Ellie Goulding in 10 years. It's still a little bit, I don't know, you could go either way, like it reminds me a lot lyrically of the Katy Perry song, Never Really Over. You know, it's kind of flip-floppy a little bit, like she's giving this ex an ultimatum of like, okay, decide, I'm still here, but more so leaning towards a mocking, hate me kind of vibe but the line i bet you don't kiss her with your eyes closed ooh that i think hooked me into the song i was like oh my gosh is this ellie golding is this real life like we were just talking about lights and it's almost like fairies and rainbows and whatever and then boom slay okay the instrumentation here is awesome i mean Probably most noticeable is the guitar loop, and then I love how it's muted in the verses, so you almost forget about it, but then when it comes back, it's like so fresh, really also good staccato, okay, juice world juice world. what an amazing feature! I think he really brings home this vibe. I do not think Ellie Golding would have been convincing without him on this track to be honest with you i Also just want to go on record and say that this track probably doesn't signal any kind of career move towards hip-hop or rapping like we've seen with one Miss Cyrus, but maybe we could view it more as an Ed Sheeran collaborations project move, just for funsies. And Golding herself, along those lines, has said in regards to Hate Me, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, that it's kind of fun to get outside of her norm. So maybe she's just kind of playing a character that she doesn't really feel like she is. I thought it was convincing. I love the track. Favorite track of the week. Tanner, bring us down. Deflate c happiness. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that this time. I don't like the hook just inherently, and I don't like how the song kind of overuses that hook ad nauseum. I agree with you on the sing-songy sort of child taunting demeanor of that hook and i also don't think that the singers sound very good here especially golding uh you mentioned steph our friend with the music box dissertation and her and i actually had a conversation a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about recent ellie golding both of us were kind of not super into her most recent output if you think back to close to me from earlier this year It feels like Golding is kind of sprinting at full speed away from her strengths. Her voice is much less bright, and she's not really adding anything in place of the brightness that you find on a track like Lights. And I understand why that is. EDM isn't, you know, the type of juggernaut that it used to be back when Lights went number two. But it's still a bummer. Hmm. Not super into it. But we're going to transition over to the US side of things. We're going to start out with a duet. We're going to start at number two. We're going to start with Senorita. It's the latest track to be denied, the number one spot on the Hot 100 by Lil Nas X, and in the process it joins the likes of Taylor Swift in having to settle for a number two debut. And with this track having both Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, it's important to note that this has actually already happened to Shawn Mendes earlier this year. His song If I Can't Have You debuted only at number two back in May, once again denied by Lil Nas X. The same fate has not fallen, Camila Cabello, but she is well into the production of her second studio album, it seems due probably sooner rather than later. This year, at the very least, seems quite likely. But I haven't found any information on whether or not Senorita is actually going to show up on that album. But I can tell you that this is actually not the first time Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes have appeared on a song together. If you go back to January 2016, they went to number 20 on the Hot 100 with the song I Know What You Did last summer, which came super early in both of their careers. This was only Mendez's second top 20 hit after Stitches. And Cabello's first ever solo release, independent from Fifth Harmony. He knows,
3: he knows,
2: he knows. Me apart. I'm She's slipping away. just hanging out all the words she used to say. The pictures on her phone. She's not, not coming, coming home. home. Coming home, coming home. I know what you did last summer.
0: Camilla, no! Oh, 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 oh. oh, I really didn't like that, Tanner.
1: That makes two of us. But independent of our subjective sort of responses, it's very much a Sean Mendez track. Which makes sense, again, this is coming in the wake of the massive success of Stitches. But here in 2019, coming a year and a half after Camilla Cabello topped the charts with Havana, Senorita now sees her in the musical driver's seat. Let's take a listen. I
3: don't know what to- there's just some things that never change You say we're just friends But friends don't know the way it tastes La, la, la. Huh. Cause I you know it's been a long time coming Don't, don't you let me fall
1: I am torn. The very first thing that jumps out is that Camila Cabello sounds really great here. I definitely prefer her vocals here than on the Mark Ronson track that Caitlin talked about a couple weeks ago, Find You Again. Cabello is in command right from the start of the song. If you listen to the full track, uh, it opens with just her singing the chorus. There's no Shawn Mendes. And then on the clip that we played for you that starts on the second verse, she mixes in a couple contrasting melodic and rhythmic figures that are super cool. Nice bit of variety there as for why i'm torn i'm not super into sean mendez's singing here i don't think his performance here makes for a very good foil for cabello because in my mind when i think of sean mendez and i think of his vocal strengths i think those always come in the moments where he starts to push his voice like if you think of the chorus of there's nothing holding me back
2: go crazy you take all my inhibitions baby there's nothing holding me back you take me places that tear up my reputation manipulate my decisions baby there's nothing holding me back
1: but on senorita sean mendez's voice is so smoothed over that it loses any distinct quality and just gets washed out completely by camila cabello who again is far more memorable interesting really quite good so overall, even though I'm kind of down on Mendes' performance, I'm not that upset. It's a totally solid song. It's really well written. Charlie XCX has a songwriting credit on it, which is really strange. So there's that. Oh. But uh, I'm sure radio stations are going to latch onto this real tight for a really long time. So stay uh, stay they tuned for that. I have. suppose. Exactly. They yeah. They already have. Perfect. Caitlin, what you thinking?
0: So I just want to give a quick shout out to another friend of the podcast, that's Lindsay, for giving me this amazing phrase that I use all the time, that Sean Mendez is a poor man's Charlie Puth. And I do see improve... <laughs> Tanner just made a really funny face. Sorry, guys. I do see improvement in this song, but I think it's because Sean isn't pushing his voice. I think he's kind of relaxing into it. Um, Still a poor man's Charlie Puth, but we can get over it for a second. I think Senorita is, I think it's sexy. I think it's good. I think it's pretty mature sounding for a 20 and 22 year old. I just, I can't believe you played a clip of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like that is like a high school photo. You know what I mean? Like you want to forget they exist. You'd go back through Facebook and delete them. But unfortunately you can't in this case. But the real info we need to know everyone is if Cabello... And Mendez are dating. Cosmo reported that the two spent an intimate 4th of July. Sidebar, Ooh, What does that even mean? How can hot dogs and sweating outside be intimate? End sidebar. But they reportedly left holding hands. So cute. And that's the tea, my friends. I think they're together. And I think this song is great. The YouTube video is like very, I don't know. It's It's a lot. It's a good video. Yeah, it almost reminds me of when Ariana Grande and Mac Miller were dating and they had that song together. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was, I don't know. It was similarly like touchy-feely and all that stuff. So the trend is that they're together. So you heard it here first, friends, Chart chat.
1: And last kind of stray thought, since you said that you prefer Shawn Mendes not pushing his voice. I'm curious, what did you feel? How did you feel about Lost in Japan?
0: Uh, I didn't like the song. I didn't like the song.
1: Yeah. OK, because that's another like when I think of Sean Mendes trying to go more sultry and for me, at least kind of losing himself in the process, I think of something like Lost in Japan.
0: See, and I think Kabeo helps here. I think she offsets it a little bit. If this was a purely Sean Mendes track, I think it would be very awkward. But and that's kind of almost why I think they're together, because if he can achieve that in a, in this track and it's obviously because of her, there's some there's something going on there or I like to think there's something going on there.
1: She's very much the focal point. But in a chart week with multiple tracks from him, you know that we got to talk about another focal point of American popular music. We got to talk about Lil Nas X because Old Town Road, once again, we were there before it hit number one. No big deal. But Old Town Road is still massively popular. It's currently enjoying its 13th week at number one and is starting to approach striking distance of the all-time record for longest run at the top. That's 16 weeks that's held by Despacito and One Sweet Day, and Lil Nas X has had a pretty eventful June. Late in the month, he released his debut EP 7, which was his first release since the success of Old Town Road, and interesting kind of tidbit, while Lil Nas X, like we talked about earlier, has been preventing artists from topping the Hot 100, he did not top the album's chart with this EP, and that's thanks to the strong vinyl sales of the new album by Jack White's rock band The Raconteurs. But, For an artist who was unknown less than a year ago, a number two debut on the Billboard 200 is still really fantastic. And then on top of that, on the very last day of June, last day of Pride Month, he came out as gay on Twitter, which prompted, for the most part, outpourings of support, along with some kind of predictable backlash. If you want to chuckle, go look at some of Lil Nas X's tweets in response to the backlash. Fame has hardly diminished his sense of humor.
0: Wait, what did some of the tweets say? Please share.
1: There was one that was something to the effect of, Just got news that I'm gay and I will no longer be streaming my music. I'm sorry. That crap is just not okay. Or (laughs) next person to say something offensive to me getting kissed. (laughs) Just real goofy. Again, if you go back to that episode where I I think it was a solo episode where I talk about Old Town Road, I read some tweets of his back from the previous year. And it's the same sense of humor. Very internet uh, grounded, very near and dear to my heart. But circling back to Panini. The song garnered some notoriety when it came out for its interpolation of the Nirvana track In Bloom. Lil Nas X denies for his part that this was intentional, claiming that he hadn't even heard the song or the album it comes from until after someone pointed out the resemblance. But as we've discussed on this podcast many times before, publishers are super wary these days of lawsuits, so Kurt Cobain does actually have a songwriting credit on Panini. So we're going to listen to a little bit of that first, just to see how close this resemblance is. Here's a bit of Nirvana's 1991 track, In Bloom. Okay, keep that melody in your mind. And again, we're comparing this to see if there's a substantial similarity with this Lil Nas X track. Once again, this is Panini.
2: Hey, Panini. Don't you be a meanie? thought you wanted
1: me to go away. You... Caitlin, do you hear a substantial resemblance?
0: I mean, I, I kind of can. I think it's more so if you really focus on the descending melody in Panini with those synths, and then you slow down Cobain's lyrics, like the da na 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 na. I can almost, almost hear it. But I'm honestly a little offended for Kurt cobain here i feel like he r- wouldn't be pleased to have a songwriting credit on this in any way but i think what i hear more of here is black Beatles, which kind of makes me wonder for this next step i wonder if lil nas is trying to fit into a more chill ray strammard rap spot
1: yeah i'm kind of mixed on the similarity because that was not where my mind went when i first heard this the first thing it made me think of honestly was blink 182 which might be kind of a weird poll, but...
0: Why? Wait, do, is there a particular track or album or something?
1: The timbre of his voice almost reminds me a little bit of, like, I Miss You or something like that, that lower register. I don't know. Okay. It was a weird poll, I'll admit it.
0: Hmm, to each his own.
1: Caitlin's not buying it. Nope. <laughs> That's all right, I'm not buying the Nirvana. Or the Ray Shremmerd. so Meh. <laughs> As for the song itself, I'm into the instrumentation. Uh, As we were listening to the clip, I was gushing about the synth. Really into it. It's really big, really blocky, just in your face. And to follow suit, the bass guitar has some real heft to it. Really sharp attack. I'm just not into Lil Nas X's singing on this song or on any of the other tracks on his EP. Which I'm bummed about because I love so much of his internet persona. And he seems really affable, has a really good sense of humor, just not feeling his singing. When he goes for this sort of rock-hip-hop hybrid, he's not super energetic, and he's not really leaning into any sort of like a numbness or coldness. He's just kind of noncommittal, and I think it comes off as frustrating on Panini in particular because it's occupying such a crowded space. With that sort of rock hip-hop hybrid, there's the Juice World, there's the Post Malone, there's the Trippy Red. There are so many other artists doing similar things that the bar has been set higher. And so, when a track like Panini comes along with a kind of ho-hum vocal, I'm just not—I'm not there, even though I want to be there. So I'm still excited for what Lil Nas X does next, even if I don't think Seven was all that great. Caitlin, I know you have some strong feelings about Seven. Any thoughts?
0: So I just want to circle back and say I would love to hear Trippy Red sing over this instrumental. I'm a huge fan also of the instrumental. It's melancholic. It's so good. The synths are so good.
1: And actually, two of the people who have production on this track, they've worked with people like Juice World. I think like Trippy Red as well. So the people are there.
0: Make it happen. Ugh. Oh, okay, seven. Let's talk about it. I. Th- I think the bookend Old Town Roads kind of say it all for me. Like, when I first opened this album on Spotify and saw that, I was like, oh, yikes, it's pretty kitschy. I think in particular the Cardi B feature on Rodeo is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. And it's also one of the only instrumentals I've ever heard that has noticeably held Cardi B back in terms of, I guess, her like vocal aggressiveness. So I guess it has that going for it. You're you're curbing Cardi B's <laughs> Cardi B's talent. That's kind of all I have to say. I was I was severely disappointed. I don't know honestly what I was expecting though. After Old Town Road. Still a fan of Old Town Road. I actually spent 4th of July with my family and my little cousin Joe, he's in like I think second grade, third grade, knows every word. So he sang it like seven times in the car in a row. It was great. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I got. Definitely listen to it, but it will leave you kind of yearning for Juice World. I think.
1: Also, one last little addendum, speaking of Old Town Road, and speaking of blends of country and hip hop, I just need to toot our own horn a little bit. Remember the get-up? Remember Blanco Brown? Yes. Which you did not like, but I was quite fond of. I just need to brag a little bit, because last week was at number 51. Want to know what it's at now? What? 29.
0: Wow. Do you also remember that Lizzo track that you hated? (laughs) That one is also climbed, my friend. It's at number
1: 11. (laughs) It's on the verge of the top 10. So even though Caitlin and I may not always agree, collectively, we have our fingers on the pulse of American listeners. And so thank you for listening to Chart Chat. If you want to check out all this past week's chart debuts, check out the Spotify playlist in the show notes. If you got questions, feedback, or corrections, we would love to hear them. Email us at chartchatcast at gmail.com with them, or follow us on social media. Let us know. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at chartchatcast. Tell your friends about us. Spread the word. We love having new listeners. We love hearing from them. Thanks to Coronation Media for our cover and intro theme. Thanks to Tej.fm for having us on the network. Go ahead and learn more. Drive your browser over to That's teej.fm. That's T E E J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green.
0: And I'm Caitlin Flay.
1: And we'll catch you next week.